And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. All beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fear. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colum Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the We Are Mead podcast, I'm Mickey Wren and this week I'm joining the podcast uh, and in the bunker by Davey uh, Rispin and uh, unfortunately we have no Brian Kelly or we have no uh, Kieran Flynn, Kieran Flynn is out canvassing I believe tonight, he's knocking doors so he is um, all over the county looking to get... Because they're not answering him. <laughs> <laughs> looking to get uh, voted in as the secretary of the Mead County Board and, um, you know, uh, look he's, he's the PRO at the moment and uh, we wish him all the best. Um, he's uh, done a great job as PRO, and um, we hope he, uh, you know, he's going for the secretary's job, and we wish him the very best in that. Um, David Rispin. Yeah, he has tough competition in Murray Delaney. Um, two great media um, ambassadors, I suppose, that do a lot of work behind the scenes, and that as does everyone. So yeah, we wish them both well. I think it's important to. You know, uh, wish them both the best of luck in the yeah, upcoming absolutely. convention. Um, and uh, Marie Delaney, as we said, you know, fantastic uh, servant to me, GA, and uh, we wish to both of them the very best of luck at convention. Is that this week? No, this is that's next Monday. That's next Monday. So, um, uh, by the sixteenth, by the time that you hear our next podcast, we will uh, we'll be able to reveal all of the um, uh, nominations or the seats that have been filled in the in the county board. Who's going for chairman? Do we know? John Kavna, Eamon Barry, and Paddy Kelly are the three runners and very riders. Well. <laughs> runners and riders, and uh, we wish them all the very best of luck in uh, in their pursuit of uh, becoming the next Mead County Board Chairman. Um, on this week's podcast, we're just going to run through a few results. There wasn't a whole pile happening on the weekend. Obviously, Mead were back out in action. Clonagale were in Leinster uh, final action, the Junior Championship, the Leinster Junior Championship um, final. Um, but it was bad results for both Mead and for Clonagale. It was... Um, you know, both with losses against uh, Loud and uh, Rathgarog. And then we have a couple of results from the Under-21 Championship and uh, the Hurling Championship as well. So I suppose uh, we'll run through those quickly. Um, the Under-21A um, uh, championship, Football Championship final, it was Ballinabracky and Trim. Was it the final? Yeah. It was the it was final, yeah, because uh, the other finals were played the weekend before, but it was Trim who had to play the semi-final. They played their semi-final one and came up against Ballinabracky in the final, and they won it on a scoreline of three goals and six to two goals and eight. 15 points to 14 points win uh, for Trim uh, in a local derby. Mm-hmm. They've got the bragging rights for sure in that one. Yeah, they do. And it's look, it's great to see them end in the year with some silverware because... They will be disappointed still with the way the intermediate final panned out against Nauber and there was a lot of lads that were involved that day and I'm just happy that they could actually get something to reward them for, I suppose, their endeavours throughout the year. Um, 
you know, the likes of your Lynchy, um, yeah. Bino Dowling and Jardwan, who was part of the Mead Juniors, three huge players for them. I think Jardwan captained the side from full back and, um, you know, deserving winners. It was never going to be easy against Balnebracki you know, neighbours and all that, but they're they're always a tough team to shake off. And a word for Balnebracki because yeah. they beat our lads last year in the B final, I think it was, and to go up a division and to get to the final the following year and only lose out by a point is, is a really good achievement and I'm sure they'll be back next year to contest it again. Yeah, um, it was an uh, absolutely brilliant year for Balnebracki in fairness and uh, um, for Trim, having lost the intermediate final, um, to come back and win the under-21 championship, the under-21A championship, um, must be a little bit of consolation for them and for those young lads that were involved in the intermediate as well. Um, Rathout did win the under-21 championship. It's just when, I, when I'm looking down and I see yeah. A championship, I just have to quantify that A is actually the second championship. Yeah, so makes in, in me, we've got the under-21 championship, then we've got the under-21A championship. So it was uh, Rathout who won the under-21 championship and Trim picked up the under-21A, so well done to Trim. Um, in the under-21B hurling final, it was Boards Mill, Rathmaline taking on Kilmesson Drumree, two amalgamations, and it was Boards Mill, Rathmaline who came away with the victory here, 13 points to Kilmesson Drumree's, eight points, and Davy Rispin, you're going to be my small ball expert for today. Um, a wonderful win for, for, for the parish. Yeah, the, for the, the two parishes. The two parishes, yeah, I think it's important to mention that, but... In fairness to Boards Mill, uh, just take them aside for a second, they were part of an amalgamation that was beaten earlier in the week against Trim in the under-21A football semi-final. Okay. Uh, they were with Manalvi and That's they were right, narrowly yeah. beaten by Trim in the semi-final. And, you know, tough ass to go out that weekend and to play an under-21 final, but they weren't licking their wounds or they weren't feeling sorry for themselves. They teamed up with the the great village at Maline and to get a win there against uh, Kilmesson and Drumree, who would probably be more familiar with each other maybe than, uh, than Boardsmill and Rapmaline. But yeah. look, at I'm sure they put all their differences aside and had a good crack and at the weekend, you know, after winning that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny to hear you talking about amalgamations and people putting their differences <laughs> aside. Is it something to, is it something to, 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 to maybe whet the appetite for ourselves that maybe we may say so, see something down the, down the line? No. No comment. Um, we're going no, to I just on. said no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you meant no comment. Um, moving on anyway, um, we'll uh, look very quickly at Clonagale um, uh, from the weekend playing on Saturday in Park Tolchin in the Leinster final and they were beaten after extra time um, uh, against or by Rathgrow Cushionstown of Wexford uh, 13 points to 12 a single solitary point between the teams 11 points at full time each um, Rathgrow kicking two points in the first half of extra time and then Clan Gale getting their only point of, of uh, extra time in the second half of extra time but, uh, you know, it was Rathgrove's day and it's very unfortunate for Clan McGill. Ah, it is, especially when you come so close and, you know, you get extra time and you you lose by a point. It's, it's difficult to stomach, to be honest with you. I think the tail of the tape is, is in exactly what you said. The, the Wexford boys managed to get two points in that first half of extra time and that was against a strong wind. Yeah. So Clan McGill, with a strong wind in the first half of extra time, didn't score in that 10 minutes and that was key fair enough they got the point in the second half against the breeze Rackerow didn't score but the two points to one over 20 minutes spell was the difference and um, you know there was plenty of hard luck stories but I think on the main I was talking to a few people they felt that the Wexford lads were just that little bit cuter and um, probably 
just about maybe deserved it on the day, which is tough to admit when there's only a point in it. But yeah, and, and and like, um, the reason why I'm kind of you know I'm a bit stunned by the whole thing is that, you know, when we looked at Ballymore Eustace and uh, and their credentials, hmm. um, and they were outright favourites for, for for the Leinster Junior title, um, a senior team only a couple of years ago won. Uh, a Leinster Intermediate Championship what eight years ago nine years ago nine years ago yeah um, you know and have come back down through the ranks won uh, Kildare Junior Championship at their ease mm. this year and uh, looked like they were you know potentially All-Ireland ca- candidates and uh, at junior level um, club level and you know, to to put up such a big game against them by Clan McGill and then in their own backyard taking on a Wexford side. And I don't, you know, I don't want to knock Wexford, mm. and, uh, but uh, I, I don't mean to knock Wexford, Wexford. But you'd you'd imagined that you know a Wexford junior side wouldn't lace the boots of a of a Mead junior side. I have two points, I suppose, in in relation to that point and. Clannagale in that semi-final against Ballymore were probably what Rackerow, Cushionstown were in in the final. final. Yeah, They were big underdogs. They weren't expected to win. They were away from home, similar to Clannagale in the semi-final. Yeah. And they kind of had a free hit. Well, Clannagale are at home in the semi-final. Oh, sorry. Clannagale were at home in the semi-final. But apart from that... that's your argument, like, blown out of the water. No. No, no. I still still maintain that they were big underdogs, you know. Yeah in the semi-final, toppled the favourites who were expected to win, vice versa, flip side on the in the final. The other point I'd make, and I don't know how significant it is, but, and I get that there's less clubs and all that in Wexford, but they were the intermediate champions in Wexford. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they're playing at, you'd say a higher level, but it did, at the end of the day, they won an intermediate championship. Yeah. Clannagale won a junior championship. Now, I get that there's less clubs and all that, but it wasn't, it, it this team will play senior football in Wexford next year. We have to remember that. Uh, how how does that work? It's similar to the way it works in Hurland. So you but, but um, Simonstown took on the Wexford senior champions. But you couldn't play any higher. Than no, no, but we 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 took on the senior. When Simonstown won in twenty seventeen. Mm. We took on the uh, the Wexford senior champions. Yeah. So the senior champions went into the Leinster Senior League. Yeah. Leinster Senior Club Championship. Mm. So why would their intermediates not go into the Leinster Intermediate Championship? I have no so, idea. <laughs> so Wexford don't actually have a representative in the Leinster Intermediate. I'm I'm only guessing that maybe they don't have Junior A, or if they do, that the Junior A team maybe doesn't go into Leinster. Right, okay. That's okay. the only thing that I can come to at this stage, because if they have a Junior A team that go into Leinster, where did they go yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the Intermediate team go it's into a, and a Junior yeah, A? But so, so they don't represent themselves... At intermediate level in in Leinster, because they represent themselves mm. in senior. Because they have to, yeah. Because because we played them, yeah. You know, we yeah, played the, yeah. the Inter Wexford champions. Mm. That's an interesting one. Yeah, no idea what the background is behind it. In a, in a similar way, I suppose it's like Kiltail in Mead or Kildaki yeah. this year. I suppose I should say, going into Leinster to play intermediate, an intermediate team from Offaly. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it, again, it boils down to probably the amount of clubs in any given county, but. That was the way it was. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 is an interesting one. That would suggest that Rack Row would be um, quite strong. Then um, uh, it's look, it's disappointing. Clan have had a fantastic year. Um, they've they've won an intermediate 
uh, hurling championship and they've won a junior football championship. And they've represented themselves very well and and uh, in in Leinster and represented Mead very well in 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 Leinster campaigns, both in the hurling and the football. Just very unfortunate that they didn't get their hands on that uh, Leinster Junior Club Championship trophy and uh, it did go down the road to Wexford and um, we want to wish Clan Gale all the very best in, uh, in the Club Championship next year where they'll be pitting themselves against the best of intermediate in Mead in the football and they'll be obviously going into the Senior B Hurling Championship um, for next year. So um, well done to Clan Um We're going to move on now to uh, the O'Byrne Cup, the Bordenamona O'Byrne Cup on Sunday. And it was uh, me taking on Near Neighbours Loud. It was taking place in Park Tolchin. And it was our neighbours who came away with the victory here, Davy Rispin, and on a scoring of 1 9 to 10 points. Now, me did have an experimental team out, but Loud had an experimental team out as well. Mm. And uh, we did play Brian Menton and Donald Kyogen in the middle of the field yeah. so we had a bit of experience in there um, so is it a disappointing result or is it something that we should be concerned by or what do you say I, I think it's a disappointing result it's obviously it's always going to be a disappointing result when you lose to Loud um, I don't think it's a concern because it's first day out you mentioned it experimental team um, pre-season ultimately and that's all it is is a pre-season competition and that obviously you want to win the games but at the end of the day, it's the performances you're going to be looking at from the new players or the younger lads coming on with the older lads probably just shaking off the cobwebs from a long, hard year and they maybe haven't played in a while. Like The likes of Donald Kyogen and Brian Menton, I'd imagine, would have been a little bit later back and all that kind of things. Probably enjoyed a, a well-earned break and stuff. So that game was more of a kind of run-out for them than anything else. I think we'll see a lot of that now in the next couple of weeks. We have Westmead now coming this weekend in Mullingar or in St. Lomans, I think it could be. Um It'll be similar. I'd imagine you'll have two or three regulars and then you'll have more of these. Probably some of them young lads will play again and then you'll have some of the other lads who didn't maybe get as much time or lads who haven't maybe even featured at all yet. So of the lads, we'll say, you know, uh, Donald Lennon only come on, Oshino mm. Brian only come on, who else just came on and made cameos. Maybe they'll be starting this week. And Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think uh, Harry Hogan probably between the sticks might yeah. get a game. I think it's important that he gets a start and, and, and gets a run out. Um you know, before obviously we come into after Christmas, there's going to be the break now. Ush, you know, Brian Donlan certainly I think will probably get the nod to play again. And then after that, there might be a little bit of rejigging. There mightn't be that many drastic changes in personnel, but I think yeah. um, that you could see the likes of Sean Riley maybe going to midfield. You could see Brian Conlon coming to six. You could see David Toner coming out and playing around midfield half forward. I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that. Well, it's funny because. Like there's there's so many more players on that panel, mm. um, and it'll be interesting to see which ones whether he just cleans it out and does uh, goes with a completely new panel yeah. for next weekend. I do know as well that me trained on Saturday, um, in Dungani last uh, um on Saturday last, and that was the day before the match. So mm. you know as well, it just shows you that they're still training very very hard at the moment mm. and trying to get the O'Byrne Cup games in as well. So yeah. It's, we're nursing knocks and niggles as well. I think Mickey Newman's still recovering from that elbow injury. Um, Paul Carnan's going to be out for a while. I think Ethan Devine is actually going to be out for a while, which is which is a little bit of a problem because I, I would have liked... To, oh, sorry, I would have thought or liked to see Ethan O'Brien maybe getting a run in midfield for the O'Byrne Cup. 
Porrick Harren, similar enough, hasn't had a run of games consistently. He's not going to now for the O'Brien Cup. So, but that that opens the door for other lads to come in and do well. Seamus Lavin's another one who's, I think, going to be out for a few weeks at least. Okay. So suddenly there's opportunities starting to open up for players. Yeah, and look, we're still we're still only in early December, and you know the O'Brien Cup runs next week, and then it comes back on the first week after in January, the first weekend in January. So there is a bit of time for these knocks and niggles to, um, uh, for these lads to recover from their knocks and niggles. Um, for more in depth analysis of the Clan Miguel, um final and of course of the Mead O'Byrne Cup uh, first round of the 2020 season against Loud head on over to our Patreon service it's Patreon forward slash we are me them for less than the price of a pint in a fancy establishment in Nav and you can get all the extra podcasts every week and uh, on this week's one as I said you've got the review of Clonmagale and Mead but you've also got the club players team of the decade which was absolutely brilliant we had nearly 15,000 votes um, over the 15 positions um, absolutely phenomenal return of um, votes and of interaction and uh, we've named the team of the decade it's 1 to 15 um, and uh, there's some absolutely priceless um, uh, uh, combinations in there of uh, duels between players and uh, I suppose the biggest one is uh, Flood or Morn who, who, who won it it was tight no, we, was, can't, we can't tell you was, <laughs> how many was there? there was there was what there was four, there, nearly 1400 votes between them yeah there was there or, was definitely 13 I'll, I'll actually I can name the votes without naming the, the person that won so there was 627 votes 627 played 626 626 we are talking 12 for we are talking twelve hundred and fifty three votes and on one, maths. Uh, and one vote separated yeah. uh, the two boys. Um, so uh, if you want to hear who won that duel, head on over to our Patreon podcast and uh, sign up. As we said, for five euros and five dollars a month, you will get all the added extra podcasts, and you'll hear the interview as well with um, uh, that we got from the Mead game on Sunday. Uh, look, that's it from us on this week's podcast. And uh, as we said, uh, head on over to Patreon and uh, get those added extra podcasts. And uh, don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.